Hey, good evening. Welcome, welcome back. It's great to have you here. We're really glad you're here. Hey, if you're a new student this semester at NBC, would you stand up so we can recognize you? All right, let's give it to them, boys and girls. All right. We're really glad you're here. Well, I want to introduce you to our new chaplain. I think most of you will know him. A graduate of the class of 2011, Reverend Jonathan Nels. And we're so glad and thrilled that he is serving us and will be leading us this year. And I know you're going to get behind him. You're going to be coming to chapel and bringing people with you. And each and every night is going to be a wonderful experience being together and receiving what God has for us. So let's stand and worship together tonight. Hear the reading of the word from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Would you stand together as we pray tonight? Our gracious Father, you have brought us to this place tonight. And for that we give you thanks and praise. We thank you for your great love and mercy that you have shown us. We give you praise that you have been our provider and will continue to provide for us. We give you praise that you have called us to be your servants and we will faithfully serve you. We give you praise tonight for your goodness and your grace. And we pray tonight your grace and favor upon those in our land who are suffering tonight, those who are sick, those who are afflicted, and Lord, those who have known the tragedy of flooding and... and uh, disaster from the weather and our friends and neighbors who truly need your touch tonight, we bring them to you. And we do this, Father, because we know you're a, a loving God and that your eye is always upon us. And so tonight, Lord, we, your children, come to worship you. We come to hear from you. So Holy Spirit, 
Speak through your word tonight. And we will receive the truth that you reveal to us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. We cannot overemphasize the importance of trust in our daily lives. Without trust, we couldn't get through a single day. For example, we trust that the people who keep electricity flowing to our homes will give us light when we flip the switch in the morning. We trust that the people responsible for the clean water will have ample supply when we turn the handle on for a hot shower to start the day. We trust that the supermarkets and restaurants will supply us with safe and clean food. Again, we cannot overemphasize the importance of trust in our daily lives. I recently read an article entitled The Importance of Trust. The author wrote, building trust is simple. We do this by keeping our promises. Whether the promise is to meet someone, call or text them, supply them with certain information, or help them in some activity such as completing a report or organizing a dinner party. The important thing is not to make promises that we don't intend to keep or promises that we may have difficulty in keeping. Often as a pastor, people would ask me to pray about something. At the close of the service, I would be at the back and, and uh, they would file by as they were greeting me on the way out and giving me their review of the sermon as they went home. And uh, they would tell me, uh, Pastor, would you pray for my neighbor who's having surgery this week? Or, or my aunt, or my sister who needs prayer? And you know, I would be faithful to say, yes, I'll, I'll be glad to remember them. But then the next person would walk by, and the next person would walk by, and, and by the time I had gotten to my office, by the time I'd gotten to my office, I'd forgotten most of those requests. I had promised to pray, and I'd forgotten what to pray for. And so I changed my pattern, and instead of leaving to the, after the pulpit and going to the back and greeting people as they left, I shared with the people, I would be down front. If you have something that you would like to pray about, please come down front and let's pray about that. And people would come and, and I would listen to their prayer requests and I would pray for them right then and there. And then that would be sealed in my heart and in my mind. The article suggests that finding out who we can trust is simple too. Do they keep their promises? It is important to look not at what a person says, but what they actually do. Let me read that again. It is important to look not at what a person says, but what they actually do. Most of us in this room tonight have been disappointed by people 
we have put our trust in. But we could also say that most of us have disappointed people who have put their trust in us. You see, this begs the question, in whom do you trust? This year our chapel theme is found in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. It is interesting how the verses in this chapter of Proverbs states a principle followed by a promise. Vic, I think if you'd go a couple slides up, you'll catch up with me here. Here is the first principle. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart and the promise, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. The principle, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will know, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. A principle and a promise. You see, I believe this passage teaches us that we can fully trust in God. His truth is clear, and his promises are true. The writer proclaims that we can trust in a God who is faithful in his promises to his people. Yet while we rejoice in the promises, we must not neglect the admonition to be faithful. The, remind, the, the writer reminds us that we are to trust in the Lord and not in oneself. The word trust in verse 5 carries the force of relying on someone for security. I recall my first mission trip to the New Horizons mission complex in the mountain, mountainous jungle region of Peru. Missionary Larry Garman was, was leading our work and witness team to a village deeper into the jungle than he had ever taken a team. We hiked narrow paths, forded mountainous rivers, and climbed steep inclines. The path was muddy, the rivers full of rocks, and the steep inclines drained our strength. For seven hours, 
We fought the sun, the rain, and the humidity. Desperately trying to keep up with our leader, Dr. Garman. He would sense our exhaustion and call for a rest. We would try to regain our strength. And then he would round us up and go up that path again. I recall about halfway into the seven-hour trip, we, we stopped at a, at a mountain stream. Now, the natives from, from uh, that village, the Agaruna Indians, had met us at the river. And uh, they were walking with us into their village. And I saw them. We were all laid out, exhausted. And the Indians were over talking to each other, and they were quite excited. So I went over to Larry and I said, Dr. Garvin, I said, uh, what are they saying? What are they so animated about? And he said, Harold, they said that if you don't pick up the pace, we're going to be on this jungle trail after dark. And they have no interest in that. <laughs> so I rallied the troops and said, men, we've got to pick it up here. And we stayed as close as we could to Larry, our leader. For the truth of the matter is, he was our security. He was the only one who knew the way into the village and the way out. And I can tell you, if he had deserted us at that river that day, I'm not sure we would be here tonight. But Larry showed us the way. You see, when we put our trust in God, He is our leader. He is our security. The one who knows the way along the paths of our lives. The writer also says that our confidence is to be in the Lord and not in human understanding. Now the truth of the matter is, I've lived long enough to say with a degree of confidence, there are things in this life that I just do not understand. In 39 years of ministry, I have witnessed far more unexplainable things than I have time to mention. I can tell you as a pastor, I wept around the altar. I paced the floor in my office. I sought counsel from others in trying to understand the unexplainable. I wish I had time to share some of those with you tonight. Things that would just literally rip your heart out. And how you would fall on your face before God and ask how? Why? But I just always came back to this. Trust in the Lord and lean not on my own understanding. There are just some things in this life that we will never understand. 
but we take hold of God's hand and we trust him to lead us through those things. One last thought about this passage. The call is for trust, for a trust characterized by total commitment. Look at verse 5 and 6. With all your heart and in all your ways, acknowledge him. Let me ask you something. How much is all? Sometimes we use words and we don't think about it. I, I can remember when I was just a child and, and my aunt and grandmother there in Nashville, Tennessee would, would come and pick David and myself up and take us out to their home in Franklin. I didn't quite understand why my parents so freely let us go until I had two children of my own. And there was always this intersection that we came to that did not have a traffic light, and the traffic was just choom, 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 like this. And we'd have to sit there, it seemed like to a child, an eternity. And I would pipe up from the back seat, we're never going to get out of here. My grandmother Gray, sitting in that first, she'd never turned around. She just kept looking forward. She said, son, never is an awful long time. So how much is all, in all your heart, in all your ways? You see, this is a call for absolute obedience and surrender in every realm of life. When obedient faith is present, the Lord will guide the believer along life's paths in spite of the difficulties and the hindrances. Well, we recently traveled to Kansas City to celebrate uh, our grandson's fourth birthday. We went swimming in their neighborhood pool. Now, Ethan doesn't know how to swim yet, but loves to play in the water with his swimmies on. The pool in their neighborhood had a twisting slide that is in a, a part of the pool that certainly is over his head. He wanted me to, to stand at the end of the slide and catch him when he would come down. Well, I, I agreed to do that. That's what grandpas do. And so I got into the water and I walked up to the slide and I was waiting on him. He climbed the steps and when he got to the steps, to the slide, I couldn't, I couldn't see his body, but he, his head would come back like this. And he was looking to see how close I was to the slide. If my hands were not touching the slide, he would say, Pat, closer, closer, until my hands were actually on the slide. And then he'd disappear. I could see the thrust of the water and knew that he would appear shortly. And sure enough, he would come out of that turn. And when he came out of that turn, he threw his arms up and slid as fast as he could 
into my waiting arms. And I would let him down, he'd swim and run back up the steps. <laughs> then he'd go. He did that five, six, seven times until he got tired of running up the steps. Each time, he always looked back to make sure I was there. What would have happened if I'd have moved away when he started down the slide? What would he have done if I had not been there to catch him? I think I can tell you he would not have gone down that slide again. Not because of the slide, but because I had not kept my promise. But he always looked back to make sure I was there. Life is somewhat like that. At times, we see the hand of God at work in our lives so visibly. And we have no doubt that He is there. But there are other times when we're in the slide and we can't see Him. And we're asking, will He be there when I'm at the end? And one of the things we can say in our lives that his promises are true, that when we look back on our life, we can see time and time again how God caught us, how God embraced us, how God was there when we needed him. So when we come around that slide and we can't see him, we come around with the confidence that even though I can't see his hand at work, I know that he's been there. I know what he's done. And I know when I come to him, he'll be there to wrap me in his loving arms. Amen. You see, I believe the promise is true. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Who do you trust tonight? Who do you trust? I choose to trust the unchanging, the unfailing, the almighty one. For he has always been there. Let's stand together. Father, we, we, we start a new year. It's fresh. We've, we've found rest through the summer. We're eager for this start. For some of us, it's, it's the last lap 
at NBC. For others, it's, it's the beginning. But one thing that we know, that even when the, the hours are long and the night is dark, and when we don't know if we've got enough energy to write one more word or read one more book, we know that you're there giving us the strength that we need to fulfill your calling in our life. We can put our trust in you for you have never failed us. And even in the unexplainable events of life, you come to us with the assurance that we are not alone, but you are indeed with us. You are our trust, our security, and we love you tonight. So bless this year, Lord. May this year be crowned with your presence and your spirit in all that we do. For we love you tonight. And our desire is to give you all of us. And this we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in his peace and enjoy your class tonight. And we'll see you tomorrow night.